I am present and I am ready to discuss. Hey, this is Tony. Hey, hey this is Mitch. And this is David. And we're the Backseat Producers. Uh, and next week, we're going to talk about Nightmare Alley. And the week after that, Werewolves Within? Werewolf Within? Do we know the difference? Is it plural or singular? Is there a difference? I don't know. Um, werewolves Within, All right. I think. <clears throat> we'll do that one. Or the singular, if there's only one. <laughs> I mean... <clears throat> you know, you do it as a singular, then you set yourself up for the sequel. Right. I mean, Alien broke that mold. But to be fair, we can also have the werewolves without. Ooh, yeah. Right. Werewolves who are down on their luck. <laughs> werewolves living in a van down by the river. Mm-hmm. That's right. In a probes. <laughs> I have uh, ordered... I went to somebody's house on Saturday, played a game... The game is out of print, and I went to go purchase it. So I had to purchase the game via eBay. Mm-hmm. I did this on Sunday. It arrived at my house today. Wow. This is in the middle of the Midwest being shut down because of a massive snowstorm. Yeah. So uh, I've been playing Marvel Crisis Protocol with Luke mm-hmm. and have started to like organize myself a little more with it since we're, we've been playing more. So I went and bought like a little tackle box thing for all the tokens. I bought some some card sleeves. The each character card is like a four by six character card. So I had to buy some bigger card sleeves. I got I ordered it all at once. It was all supposed to be here yesterday. Uh, the four by six card sleeves did not get delivered, and I checked Amazon today. They will be delivered sometime between the second and the eighth. They're in Hazelwood. <laughs> But they will be delivered sometime between the second <laughs> and the eighth. Because Amazon, from what I understand, like uh one of the one of the ladies that used to to work at Holden's Daycare, she now works at one of the, the Amazon facilities out in I guess the one in Hazelwood, uh somewhere out there. Um they just they just closed. <laughs> they just said we're we're closed for well, that's yeah. probably a good move for them. Yeah, I mean, the thing they did last time with weather was not great. Yeah, right. In fact, so we, uh, the people's house we were at, Anna and I were uh, in Edwardsville, mm. and so I was starving, so I stopped at that exit where the Amazon warehouses are to get McDonald's, and I was like, "Did they already rebuild this thing?" And she's like, "No, there were there's supposed to be three buildings, and there's only two. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep." Yeah. Yep. But well, it does weird me out when they they deliver things so quickly because you know we have the warehouses about. They ordered a bike helmet in the summer and it arrived later that evening, not in a box. Like a guy just <laughs> wow dropped. Off. I'm like what? Put at your door. <laughs> wow. Now this stuff, I it was supposed to be delivered yesterday. I ordered it all. I ordered it on Monday, and two of the three items were delivered yesterday, mm-hmm. which was great. Although I tried to order a copy of Mouse after you know all the ba- bannings, and it's not coming until March. Okay. Yeah. Um. So I I pulled my copies out because old comic book geek i actually have copies of it um and it's like back when it was still soft cover 
Mm-hmm. So it's in two volumes, soft cover. And uh, I've been posting about it on Facebook and my mom like has read up on it and stuff. And she, she ordered a copy of it for herself. <laughs> it's like, yes, <laughs> that's awesome. It's a great, it's a great book. It really is. Yeah. I'm excited. I think my kid will like it. Yeah. It's uh, it's one of those ones that you'll want to read it along with them. Cause there's, it's a Holocaust book. <laughs> it, sure. is, it is. It is the, it is the uh, Schindler's list of comic books. Mm-hmm. It is not there. Is it, there is a lot of not pleasantness about it. It's, it's actually better. Um, I mean, I'm sure it's like, I read somewhere that Schindler's list is like the perfectly palatable Holocaust story for people because you, don't see any of the horrible shit right like you're mostly removed from it but like you get that little that little taste of sadness which is not really a thing Mm. i have never seen schindler's list it looked long and it looked very boring (laughs) schindler's list it's very good it's a very good movie is it very long and boring no (laughs) is it very long uh i honestly don't remember I don't remember what the runtime on it was. But the internet tells me that it's three hours and 15 minutes. That's very long. (laughs) (laughs) That is longer than Watchmen, Mm. but not longer than the Snyder Cut. (laughs) Mm. Well, (laughs) that's that's kind of a mixed bag there. (laughs) One of those is a very good movie, and one of them is atrocious. Yeah. God, that movie is so bad. Similar to the movie we're going to talk about tonight. <laughs> yeah, let's just uh, pull this Band-Aid off. Tonight we're yeah. talking about Mother Android. Mm-hmm. Mitch, what um, did you think? Um, it was. Watching this movie was better than being bored, but like only just. Right. Um, I thought, you know, it's sci-fi. It's androids. It's a, a cast that I enjoyed seeing on screen. But then, you know... I forget, they forgot to write the good parts. It's a post-apocalypse. Oh uh, yeah, I love a, I love an android op, uprising apocalypse. What a fun apocalypse! Mm-hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> and it seems like a lot of other people in the story are reasonable. I, well, we'll get there. Yeah, yeah, because like we open with the apocalypse, right? With the androids, mm-hmm. uh, kinda. Yep, rebelling. we kind of did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very brief. Yep. It's okay. I, uh, I wanted to like this movie, and there are elements of this movie I think were really well done, but there is most of the movie that is not that. Yep. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and agree with everything both of you have said and add that <clears throat> my high-level review is that this movie felt like it was either a pilot to a series about this story or mm. the first season finale <laughs> of... <laughs> this story because i mean and 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 on broadcast tv because you would have had the whole nine months of her pregnancy so you know we started in september with that opening scene and then end in may where she has the baby because that's how tv do mm-hmm. uh yeah that's that could be just, a cool thing if you do every month one yeah. episode a month sure and then you can do like a season change thing and then she slowly gets fatter yeah yeah yeah, and and do it on a you know do it on a streamer so you you know get yeah, ten episodes yeah 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 that way you get like fi- her finding out she's pregnant and then 
then in like the ninth episode, she has the baby. And then the 10th episode is the first, you know, is them dealing with having a baby. You, mm-hmm. yeah, you can do that. Yeah. That would have been a whole lot more interesting than this movie was. You could do, you could blend it with like a, a 24 concept where the episodes are in real time. Mm-hmm. And like a big brother thing. So you could pay extra to watch in between the episodes of what's happening <laughs> during those nine months. Download Ooh. ultrasound footage. That would be a real interesting way to like, okay. So every month you get an hour of real time footage. Mm-hmm. And so it's basically just the climax of whatever plot, whatever alter, like whatever background plot was going on in the month. You just see the contextless climax to that story. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the stuff is just shit you explore in like vignettes elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah. You see this in media res jump into the story Mm -hmm. and it doesn't have to be like, Oh, you know, God, the 15th of the month is really a shitty day for us. Every, every Mm -hmm. month you can kind of jump around and just have it. Yeah. You can make it interesting. Have one day be the the last day of the month. And the next, literally the next episode is the next day just to mix it up. Mm-hmm. Do it memento style, like mm. with the the extra stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of options here. Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> what, they did none of that. They did none of they did none of that. All of that would have been better. So here are the parts of the movie that I thought were really well done. Mm. Um, it turns out that me watching a nine month pregnant woman do many things really amps up the tension in scenes for me. Like, literally yep. everything she does, I'm like, oh, oh, <laughs> you're pregnant. <laughs> you're about to burst. <laughs> and, you know, I thought um, uh, Chloe, uh, Moretz. yeah, Moretz, was uh, great as a pregnant woman. Like, mm-hmm. I think she must have, like, researched this and, like, I mean, she's an actor. That's their job. But, like, I think she did a good job of being pregnant. I had to look up to see if she was actually pregnant. She's not. That would have been deep research for the role. Never uh, having been around in an intimate setting a pregnant woman for an extended period of time, it seemed fine to me. Everything about you is swollen, mm-hmm. and I'm sure it all hurts. <laughs> Which is more or less what I got from her performance. Uh, she didn't have to stop to pee every three minutes, which was a little bit mm-hmm. off. Um uh, she wasn't eating four times more than he was, which is a little bit off. Well, like, I mean, they took some, they took some liberties. <laughs> she didn't hop right onto a dirt bike, which is maybe not a good thing to do. Oh, when you're past due. You know what? If that didn't induce pregnancy uh, or, or she just slid off because she wet herself. Because uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> But yeah, no, otherwise it was fine. <laughs> so there were a lot, and there were like, it's frustrating that so much of this movie was bad because there was a lot of like little things that I thought were really good. Like they discuss complex decisions they have to make and there is no clear, better answer. Do we have this baby here or do we try and get to Boston? We will not be able to get to Boston if we have this baby here mm-hmm. and there is no good answer. Yeah, that would have been I a mean, really great episode. A dirt bike is not... I don't think the dirt bike is the answer. Mm-mm. No. But... <laughs> I mean, a dirt bike can answer several problems, but where to have this baby is not one of them. It no. is not one of them. No. You cannot have the baby on the dirt bike. Mm-hmm. 
right? This is not the dirt bike's repertoire mm-hmm. of problem solving. On the lengthy list of things I did not enjoy about this movie, there was a lot of the androids are everywhere, mm. but at no point do we act like the androids could be anywhere. Yeah. Right. Like we stop at the stream for a little break and we get our, our footsies in the water. Like we're, we're in the shit. What yeah. are we doing here? Like the, we're sometime in the future and androids have an AI and they work as like domestic workers, essentially is what it seemed to be and drivers and, and mm-hmm. such like that. So like, what is their strategy? They don't seem to have like a solid strategy at the beginning. Like, do they have a plan? Like, are they fanning out together, humans, like, in the woods? Or they have a plan like the Cylons have a plan. (laughs) Right. It it was a plan that that was, we need to kill all the humans. All right, that's your plan. How are you going to do that? That's our plan. Yeah, that's the plan. Okay, that's not. That's not a plan. That's a goal. That's not a plan. It's our plan. And, you know, there are moments where it is uh, indicated that the androids have strategies like you wouldn't believe, mm-hmm. but then like all their strategies were very believable mm-hmm. and kind of low level. Like, I don't know that they would like excel at board games. Mm-hmm. I mean, but all the strategies they had worked. Right. So what, <laughs> how is the military doing so bad in this conflict? Because they make the oh. statement bullets only do so much, but then bullets seem to drop androids. Yeah. Bullets seem to do a lot. Like they seem to have done a lot. Yeah. I wasn't quite clear where so many of the androids came from in the final scenes. I don't quite understand. Like, I assume they were all hidden about the truck, but it feels like if you are holding Boston, like the entirety of Boston as your safe haven, you've probably got more people than the truck, which apparently you just let in without verifying at, like, at all. Like, you had time to do a full C-section on uh-huh. a woman, but couldn't spare the manpower to use your EpiPen to jab that dude's hand mm-hmm. so uh, there was a oh. lot that stopped making sense for me like once i started thinking about it mm-hmm. like why are boats coming to boston to get people to korea mm-hmm. all right i mean there there are ways you can do that however why are you going all the way to boston because you'd think that new york philadelphia boston you know they're all right there. They're they're fairly coastal, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and they would have a lot of people with enough uh, affluent wealth and probably enough like business in- infrastructure to have these androids. However, if you go down the Jersey Shore a little ways, <laughs> you have you have less of that. You cross over into Virginia. You get further south into like North Carolina. Why are you going north? <laughs> like just why are you going north? Go the same distance south and you're getting farther away from androids. Like I understand, oh well Boston they're shipping people out from but why Boston? Like why are we going to where more androids are? That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Um plus what also does- wouldn't the boats just wouldn't wouldn't the 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 people with the boats want to be further south, uh, further away from all that, because they're going to have to travel farther to get to those places. Yeah, why aren't they going to the west coast? Well, yeah, why aren't they? Like because the east coast, they have to traverse the entire world to get to. Mm-hmm. Because we'll uh-huh. we'll just assume the Panama Canal is not an option, right? I mean, 
Sure. I mean, I'm just assuming. Well, like, they don't really talk about, like, what the options are. Like, you know, um, all the, there's signs up that say, like, no electronic devices. Right? And we see someone die by cell phone in the first stages of the apocalypse. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck happened there. I guess in the future we make cell phones with embedded explosive devices. Um, I mean, didn't Samsung do that a few years ago? Yeah, fair enough. Weren't there iPhones that were catching fire and shit? I mean, mm-hmm. so the Android. We're already doing that. <laughs> in their uplizing. oh wait, they're they're Android devices, of course. Oh, oh, no. oh, oh no. no! Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Oh buddy! Oh buddy! Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. Foreshadowing. And then right, so. So electronics are down, and they talked about auto-driving cars, so maybe, like, all the planes are just automatic now? The planes are androids? But, like, if androids are also willing to sacrifice themselves for a plan, right, android planes, I mean... It feels like the Boston problem solves is solved. Mm -hmm. The EMP is not going to stop that velocity. Right. That momentum's going to just... And apparently you only get the one EMP. Which I don't... I don't get really right i'm not sure exactly i'm not i'm not quite yeah i'm not quite sure what the mechanics that they were setting up the well they can only use it once okay well why because then they used it is he right so yeah i don't understand they just said it Mm -hmm. and like that was the that's they indicated that's how like they lost new york is someone fired the emp early and then androids rushed in like well couldn't they just send a few androids in like what or, you know, how many of them are there? Can they send in a bunch, let them die to the MP, and then send a next wave because they're willing to sacrifice? None of the none of the strategies of the androids make any sense to me. I mean, either, especially since, like, if you assume the androids are manufactured somewhere in the U.S., mm-hmm. like, as soon as they get the manufacturing of additional androids, like, what what is the, like, an unending supply of... Humans take forever to gestate. Yeah. Right. I mean, well, that's the, the Skynet. Mm-hmm. Right, and if whatever the intelligence was that initiated the uprising mm-hmm. should be able to coordinate this. Mm-hmm. Like, and also, where, where the shit is everyone else in the world? Like, I, I realize I, no one really wants to come help America, but it does feel like if this whole AI situation is taking over, that, like, indicates a clear and present danger to literally everyone on the planet. Mm-hmm. And whatever triggers the Android uprising in America, why didn't it do it elsewhere? Like, they don't have Androids in Korea? Why is the Korea the safe spot? Maybe they're nicer than their Androids. <laughs> that mm. actually feels more... <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. yeah I see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they program their Androids to play Warcraft 2 and StarCraft. Mm-hmm. They just have competed them out of existence. Nice. Competed them out of existence. Well, I feel like we're already also kind of deep into spoiler territory. Is it all right to talk about like the ends of this movie? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Let's let's do it. Because I felt like I had made it through a lot of movie and it was okay. And then they have this like surprise reveal, right? Mm-hmm. Of like, oh hey, the you accidentally let an android into Boston. Right? And I feel like that would have been you could have just ended it right there. That's totally fine. I know what's going to happen next. This is all bad. You screwed up. It's a Twilight Zone. I get it. Yep. Mm-hmm. But we got like another half hour of movie. Yeah. Right? They just kept showing more. Like, how does how does she even know where the EMP thing is to get her wheelchair to? 
<laughs> her wheelchair and baby too. Right? Like why 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 is it so easy to find? Like you'd think you'd want to hide it a little bit. Yeah, and like put it behind anything else but like a chain link fence. Since you only have a, one of them, I guess. So we get all that. And then she's squaring off with the manipulative evil android, mm-hmm. Arthur. And she points a gun at him. He's like, what's that going to do? But then what was his plan? Because he just walks forward and gets shot to death. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like going to stop you'd, you. You'd figure they would know that bullets can do harm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, oh, so you're not super invested in accomplishing the goal here. Is that is that is that what is that what we're doing? Okay, I mean that's fine, but let's just be clear about what that is. Pretty sure I can win with confidence. <laughs> and he was wrong. And then, I, right, uh, like, where did all those other androids come from? Did they rush in? Were they did they smuggle them in? They had to have been in the truck. They had to have been. Yeah, that's that's because all I can dude, think of. When, when the dude's interviewing her, he doesn't know that there are androids about. He's mm-hmm. also curiously unconcerned that the subject of the interrogation who should be in the room with them is not in the room Mm -hmm. until she's like oh there's a dead body over there right like i don't i don't understand i don't i don't don't get it like boston deserves to fall (laughs) Mm -hmm. it is the future maybe the education system has gotten worse somewhere between now and then and so everyone's she was mostly uneducated about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was a she was an early college student. Yeah, but oh, she didn't know how umbilical cords work. I mean, yeah, that nineteen. That still seems really. I don't know. Does it? It does. Know. It does. I don't know, but it's okay. The the questions she asked were very specific, though. She's like, "I know I need to, I know I need to cut it, but I don't know how far to cut it, and I don't." know what happens like with the rest of the afterbirth situation which i feel are reasonable questions to ask when you are pregnant and haven't like had a doctor for full nine months well that's Mm -hmm. true as well like with no resources to like no one to talk to about it like those are questions you ask until you get pregnant like i mean i assume it just seemed like the fact that those two people were <clears throat> on their own without anybody else around for the entirety of that time. I don't, I don't buy they survived. Well, were they alone? They went to Philly, they said. <clears throat> right. But you, you would have thought she would have run into any one mm-hmm. female who had bore a child mm-hmm. and just ask any vague question about, hey, I've never done this before, and I wasn't around small children, and you know, my my, I, I was an only child, or I was the last child, so I didn't hear about any of this growing up. Like, can you give me any pieces of advice in the next three minutes? Like, <laughs> like quick, let's talk on the local courts. <laughs> well, into that, like, I don't see them getting a turned out from the military base or at least not her no no and i don't see her getting turned out from the military base in a very poor ways just given the status of the military mm-hmm. that these guys were considering they basically let these dudes have fight club in one corner of the base yeah. right like but I can't imagine surprised. any any young woman 
like would want to be anywhere near that that situation. Mm-hmm. But we still had like regular caring doctor embedded with them, who I guess doesn't get involved with Fight Club or I don't know. I guess not. Yeah. There was I a mean, maybe they Fight Club in the middle of the camp at that huge bonfire where literally everybody is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then there's even like one more ending, like at the docks, right? Yeah. Uh. So does that guy die? He he's not there later. Right. <laughs> he is there on the docks. Right. And then he is not there anymore. Right. And I guess I assume that she just like wheeled him off the side. <laughs> like, oh, done with this. He yeah. succumbed to the infection, I assume. I mean, he doesn't have robot feet like he, he wanted. He didn't get his robot feet. Oh, I'm gonna get that leg. <laughs> <laughs> and like I don't understand like she got to write a half a letter. Why wouldn't she include the family picture? Just send that with the baby. Like that seems so weird to me. I mean they just tossed that thing right over right over the fucking side. Yeah, I don't know why they want right? I don't know why they want to take a baby and not yeah. A human. Another human. Another human. Big, big I mean, human. yeah. I mean, it like, might be an issue of the birth rates. Declining birth rates. But then you got a proven birther. Yeah. Who could work. Birth more. Right? Yeah. But maybe it is the education problem, and they just know these dumb Americans, we're never going to get them integrated in a Korean society. Yeah. These fucking people couldn't even keep their androids in check. <laughs> what this dumb bitch in our country. <laughs> The baby's cool. Like, yeah. they, they, we can fix I mean, the, the baby. baby. <laughs> yeah. We can train the baby not to screw up their androids. Yeah. We can teach the manners to the baby. It's right. not this... really American. <laughs> it's worth a two-month ocean voyage to pick up a baby <laughs> in Boston. Turns out the real goal would have been just to go a little farther north into Canada. Mm-hmm. Because they're so damn polite, their androids would not have revolted. Their androids would have been fighting for them. They had a Nazi rally two days ago. I don't listen to the news. Oh, Canada. Did they? They had, they had a Nazi rally. I mean, we, we have us. those. We have yeah. those pretty often. It's not just us. <laughs> Our friend in Canada constantly complains about America. And I, I know this is absolutely not the right feeling. <laughs> but also, I'm like, well, fuck, you guys got Nazis too, so... <laughs> <laughs> Hard right J from Letterkenny. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that makes me feel better, but we're not alone. Mm-hmm. And we two still... have Nazi cousins. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there were Nazi androids. If we Ooh. just make what well, do we is it like Futurama style? We just made robots to do everything that we were already doing? We should probably make some Nazi androids too. Okay, I guess oh, you're right. I'll make some white supremacy androids. <laughs> sure. And even after that scene on the on the dock, there's more movie for some reason of like burning photos and yeah, which is joining also- the military. I don't know what's happening in that last moment. Yeah, this uh, this movie really tried to to out ending uh, Lord, Lord of the Rings. Rings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like- there were there were too many endings, like. I got to the point where they were on the dock and I was like, oh, it's it's really over. And I was like, there's an awful lot of time left in this movie for this for this to just be getting here now and they've got this. Like, are they gonna have like a fifteen minute long conversation? It was a five minute long conversation. It was a long conversation for what 
what was supposed to be happening there while Boston is, is, is exploding behind them, like yeah. literally exploding behind them. I thought there was going to be another twist. Oh no. And I kept hanging on for something to like recontextualize. I almost thought when, when she showed up at the end and there's all those people and vehicles and like, she'd already given up the baby. I thought they were going to do like what the mist was going to do where it's like, Oh, you gave up your baby and you come back and it's like, ah, you know what? We shut them off. The androids <laughs> have been defeated. We, mm-hmm. we found the kill switch. Some, some crack team of, of nerds just fucking figured this shit out yeah. and we're all good now. And she's her, her dude is dead. The baby's gone. Like they, they could have just waited it out somewhere yeah. else for another mm-hmm. two months and everything would have been fine. Second movie is a John wick movie. Yep. Thank she's you. already been hit girl. I'd watch it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because it's clocked in close to two hours, right? Like I felt yeah. like, yeah, yeah, and like yeah. it could have been a tight ninety. Like we didn't need all those endings. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. They added nothing. Mm-hmm. Nope. And honestly, maybe it would have been better. I could have imagined worse than what they showed me. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was. Yep. I just kept waiting for some other horrible twist. Like mm-hmm. as the boat pulls away, they just toss the baby over the side. <laughs> Shark jumps up and just eats it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Or they do something and it's like, oh, this is an android boat, and they're just mm-hmm. stealing babies. Or they do a thing where they like scan them, like, oh, it turns out this dude is an android, and he like is a transformer, and like the baby was an android the whole time. Yeah, that is kind of where I thought the title was leading. I know, I did too. Yes, the title. I was a little bit disappointed. I was a little bit disappointed in that title. Yeah. And I looked but, up the uh, writer director, uh, dude. What's his name? Matt Matson, Matson Tomlin, mm-hmm. and he wrote that uh, thing on Netflix, the superhero thing where they take a pill and they get a power. Project Power. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, with Joe Gordon Levitt. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. He wrote that, then directed it, and he's involved in the uh, Mega Man movie uh, coming up. It's in pre-production. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't like it. I know exactly how I feel. <laughs> it is uh, something I could do without. Well, yeah. But we could get up to X sequels of that. We could. We could get many sequels. Uh, so many sequels. But there were a lot of scenes like that uh, sequence where she's going through the house. Mm-hmm. I was a pretty tense sequence for me it was felt like a stealth game yeah only the yeah. stakes are you're very fucking pregnant <laughs> they did a, they did a good job with the cinematography and the the situations to build the dread mm-hmm. like that was well done mm-hmm. the payoffs for it were never great but they, they built dread really well they just didn't build it into anything <laughs> like and i don't know what they're budget was like for the movie most of it looked really good with maybe the exceptions of the drone flights the flying drones that were chasing them at one point those looked ridiculously bad i mean i feel like you could have just used an actual drone and this have been fine or cut them all together because they added nothing Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. they were unnecessary you could have saved some time (laughs) and the andrew anti-android camouflage armor i I thought was like zip Zip ties and LED lights. 
Which then, probably was, given given what it was in the story. <laughs> right, but that but actually was, might be okay. Yeah, but it was also the same color as, like, the eyes of the androids. So mm. I was like, oh, well, maybe this is... I don't know. I I just took what that dude said at face value, and I was like, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. I sure. did too. I mean, I was actually... I actually kind of... I dug that twist. Mm-hmm. Because they did, they did actually telegraph it nicely. Mm-hmm. I mean, explaining like what the androids would go through to to meet their goals, and then this guy's doing all of that stuff, but he's the one telling you that that's what's what's happening. Like, I thought that bit was well done. Mm-hmm. I mean, I he does talk about it in very lofty terms when basically once again the fucking master plan is sneak in and open the goddamn door. Mm-hmm. It's a fucking Dune thing all over again. Where it's like 200 pages jerking off about this grand master plan, and it's sneak in and open the fucking door. Mm-hmm. Why does everyone think that's a master plan? I mean, it's not a master plan, but it's a solid plan. Like it's it's a it, solid plan. It works. Yeah. Worked in Troy. <laughs> it did. <laughs> it always works. <laughs> it never doesn't work. It's the oldest plan in the book. <laughs> But every time we have to reinvent the sneak in and open the door plan, and then we got to repackage it as something new. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's going to be the next Oceans movie. No, wait, it's been all of the Oceans movies. It's, it's been, been all the Oceans one. movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Uh, most of the trivial for this movie isn't even all that interesting. And there's not much. Oh, what they got? Uh, that the dagger used by Arthur is actually a prosthesis, a prosthesis for hip replacement surgery. Uh, well. The only other thing that I found interesting, well, there's the device used to test George's blood is an EpiPen trainer. That's why I, mean, I called they, it an EpiPen earlier. They did yeah. look like EpiPens. Uh, in the movie, Arthur refers to Carol Capic and his 1920 play R.U.R., which is about a class of artificial human designed for labor that revolts to end the human race. Um, what, how is that trivia? He says that know. in the movie. I know. <laughs> I, yeah. I know. And then explains what, yeah. <laughs> explains it. Two bits of it are about the distribution and streaming rights. <laughs> uh, and then uh, to prepare for her role of an expectant mother, Chloe Grace Moretz uh, consulted several pregnant women, even attended a Lamaze class and visiting a hospital maternity ward. She volunteered at a private daycare center to learn proper child care, though changing diapers was her least favorite. She doesn't have to care for a kid in the movie, though. No, no, she doesn't. Which is which is weird. We should add some trivia. Uh, Uh, Some elements mentions being pregnant. Yeah. Uh, some of the elements of the plot are reminiscent of the 1953 novelette Second Variety by Philip K. Dick. Oh, I haven't read that. I haven't. Do you either. think? Do you think it is a deep foreshadow, a deep clue that Arthur is actually an android that he uses the shiv that is a hip replacement when she's at the lake in the army camp? The dude is like. I keep setting off your metal detectors because I have a pr- I had a hip replacement. Oh, that's that's interesting. And they turn that guy away. Yeah, no, they yeah. shoot him. 
They oh, shoot they shoot him. Well, they, they kept the trying head? to. They, yeah, they were telling the same. Get away from the fence. Get away th- from the fence. And then they shot him, and he fell into the water. Oh. And then Arthur comes and pulls out his hip. Right, well, you know, I have a weapon from somewhere. Mm-hmm. So just a lot of hip stuff. Mm-hmm. Like even like so, I did like 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 those scene. That scene was good. Like she's just mm-hmm. at the lake, and then just like coldly turns away as they execute that guy who may or may not have been an android. Like. This is a fine scene. This is something that I've seen happen before, so I'm just going to just yeah. nope right on out of here. This isn't my fucking problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, there were a lot of good components of the movie, mm-hmm. but it just didn't. There yeah. wasn't enough interesting in the climax. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then well, it just kept dragging out the endings. Mm-hmm. I think if they would have ended on a stronger, on a stronger, oh shit, the android was, you know, you let the the android in. And then like just a, you know, you could have a, a, a series of like a, almost like a montage of the androids just coming in and fucking wrecking the place. Roll credits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, ugh, is that what they did at the end of 28 days later? One I of the, one of the big zombie movies. That's what they do. On. They just, oh, that was. The original ending for Little Shop of Horrors was like that, mm-hmm. where the plants just destroy everything. It's just a montage, like a very long montage of plants destroying various cities and structures. Yep. The plants won in the mm-hmm. original. Similar to the montage they do in Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Yep. Mm. True. Tomato. Gosh, I remember that as a Saturday morning cartoon show. Why, <laughs> why was that adapted to a cartoon show? You watched it. I did. That's why. I did. So did I. That's why. I think that was just a little bit after my Saturday morning cartoon days. That Saturday oh. morning cartoon phase lasted in my high school phase. <laughs> uh, mine lasted quite a while, too. Mm-hmm. I remember it being on television. I just don't remember when it aired. I was really young. When I was in high school, we'd moved on to Dragon Ball Z. Mm. And that was way before before my my time, or way after, I should say, way after my time. <laughs> uh, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, nineteen ninety nineteen ninety one. So yeah, I was I was in college by then. I, that was my second year of college. I was eight. Oh, I was ten. You're old, Tony. I am. I've, I've earned the- I've earned this. <laughs> it's not just from those two kids I have. <laughs> I looked up that Philip K. Dick short story, The Second Variety. It's what they adapted the movie Screamers from. I don't even know what movie that is. I don't remember Screamers. Uh, it's got Peter Weller, you know, who's in tons of things. Yeah, I know Peter Weller. And it's... That's RoboCop. Artificially intelligent, self-replicating machines. Hmm. So it's like a robot apocalypse, I guess. And Roy Dupis. Dupuis. 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 Jennifer Rubin. I don't know who any of these people are. Hey, it's rated uh, 29% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> nice. But 4.6 on Amazon. So do we roll the dice? Is that on Screamers? <laughs> That's on Screamers. Oh, boy. What was Mother Android? Uh, I don't remember. Give me a moment. Honey, you don't have to remember. <laughs> I did see it somewhere, but it was after the fact. Ooh. Oh, you know what? We really should do Screamers because 
it was 29% on Rotten Tomatoes. Mother Android's 32%. Wow. I want to see just what the really? difference between 29 and 32% is. What that 3% is? Yeah, what that 3% is. It could be the fact that nobody was reviewing anything, well, <laughs> not reviewing well, nearly as much in 1995 as they are now. So Screamers 1995, there's a sequel. Screamers The Hunting, released in 2009. Wow. Right? I think we have our next four movies, guys. <laughs> How? Like, Nightmare you know Alley, we... Werewolves Within, Werewolves Without. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then the Screamers and then verse. The screamers sequel. <laughs> oh, yeah, we should do the Screamers verse. Oh. Yeah, you know, Screamers is going to answer all the questions. <laughs> so we really going to revisit it. Yeah. Some. I mean, it's it's kind. This is wouldn't this kind of then be a sequel to those, a reimagining, if you yeah, will, inspired from the same. I mean, it's it's all from the same source. This storyline, it looks very. This looks very bad. Which screamers, screamers looks screamers. very bad. Oh yeah, it does not look good. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Devastatingly bad. <laughs> I remember, I there was some Sean Aston. Is that his name? Yeah. Yep. Uh, science fiction time travel movie um, that I had wanted to watch. I, I want to say it was called Slipstream. Not 100%. And he could uh, use the cell phone network to like do a quick save and, and go back oh, in time a few moments. Oh, that's bad. That's yeah. Bad. But when I tried to rent that movie, I got another movie called Slipstream, which had Mark Hamill in it as a pilot in a wasteland. Go on. I think I remember that movie. Go on. I, I've told you all I remember. He was in a weird plane. Uh, would that be the, There are three separate movies. 89, 2007, and 2005. Oh, boy. Or named Slipstream? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Mark 80s Hamill, one okay. was Mark Hamill. Yeah, yep, 89 was Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill. Oh, this looks terrible. That's what I the, remember. The Mark Hamill one is directed by Steve Lisenberg, who did Tron. Oh God! It's got Bob Peck in it. I think the Bill Paxton five was the one I was Ben Kingsley. <laughs> Holy shit! Robbie Coltrane, <laughs> Ben Kingsley, F. Murray Abraham, Bill Paxton, Mark Hamill. Why are we not watching this movie? Right. Rating four and a half out of ten, point <laughs> eight out of ten. Yeah, but what's its Rotten Tomato score? Is it better than twenty nine or thirty two? <laughs> I bet it is. Rotten Tomatoes slipstream. A 43. Wow. 43%. Damn. This is art. There is a 2008 slipstream. I didn't watch that one. Anthony Hopkins. John Turturro, Christian Slater, <laughs> Michael Clark Duncan, <laughs> Jeffrey that one's Tam. Got, that, <laughs> one's, that one's a 25% on Rotten well, Tomatoes <laughs> with a 29% audience score. Well, it does look terrible. It does. I'm curious what the audience score was on this one now. But I didn't I didn't actually click through. I only saw the the uh oh the tomato meter review is thirty two percent. The audience score is twenty three. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Your actual movie mm-hmm. has Vinnie Jones in it mm-hmm. and it 
it looks like it's the worst one of the three slipstreams. <laughs> That's what I was trying to watch. <laughs> so the the Rotten Tomato critic consensus on this movie is Mother Android transcends its budgetary limitations on a visual level. Unfortunately, oh. the sci-fi drama is far less successful on the story of telling. <laughs> I concur. Yeah. I concur well, with every word there. Yeah, because like Chloe Grace Moretz and the dude were fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they were more than what the script demanded of them. <laughs> so. So out of curiosity, I'm digging into Rotten Tomatoes to see who rated this movie uh, a tomato instead of a green splat. All right, on Rotten Tomatoes. So uh, here's one from uh, Ricardo Gallegos from Le Estuila. Uh, it's an it's an all Spanish review, <clears throat> but the highlight of it is that Chloe Grace Moretz's great performance elevates this the narrative. All of this manages to stay afloat thanks to her. <laughs> Did it stay afloat? <laughs> mm. It doesn't feel to me like it afloat is how I would describe it. It kept bobbing its head above water mm-hmm. enough to stay alive till the end mm-hmm. because of her performance. To keep me there for two hours. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, let's see. Jennifer Green, Common Sense Media, seemingly based in the premise that human emotion is at the heart of all compelling sci-fi. This film misfires a bit by focusing too heavily on the drama of a pregnant couple in an apocalyptic world. What? I can't agree with that because that was the only interesting thing going on for the most part. How do you have a sci-fi, an interesting sci-fi story without the like messy human drama element? Oh my! I don't think that that's how storytelling. Oh my! Works. Alex Mady of Joe Blow's Movie Network rated this movie 8 out of 10. Whoa. 8 out of 10? Check this out. This is a wonderfully transcendent science fiction tale that is full of intense thrills and drama. I left this movie impacted and cannot wait to watch it again. Wow. So that's where the marketing budget went. Paying that dude. Yeah. To get those tens of tens of viewers. <laughs> Well, I mean, it got three from us, so there's that. Well, and you know, if their budget was low enough, they might have made their money back. Well, this movie did get distributed by Hulu in the United States and Netflix in the rest of the world, so they probably did get their money back just from that. Yeah, I can't imagine this was a super costly movie to make. No. A lot of the movie is them just hanging out places. In the woods. In the woods. Most of it in the woods. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then all you see of Boston is like a room. A room in a dirty place. That Outside and a room in a dirty place. Mm-hmm. That, that, that was the the uh, the scenes, the scene direction they had in these. I was going to see if it was on Box Office Mojo. I didn't find it there. Yeah, I'm looking, and I'm looking at... Uh, well, it went straight to Hulu, didn't it? Well, looking for... Uh, uh, like oh, budget, the budget. any of the any of the dollar, the dollar yeah. figures. Yeah, I'm not seeing anything on the Wikipedia entries either. When was the last time Chloe Grace Moretz was in a good movie? Ooh, that's a good question. Because I feel like she's not a bad actress. She's not a bad actor. Mm-hmm. 
just making bad choices. She's the voice of Wednesday Adams in the Adams Family animated movies. I did know that. Oh, I, uh, I also watched the Tom and Jerry movie. I did not. How was that? Not great. I mean, I've watched worse shows with my children. Uh, yeah, I think we all have done that kind of, anybody who's a parent has, has, has traveled down that dark path. Mm-hmm. None of these movies look like good movies mm-hmm. until you get to kick ass. <laughs> Why is that? Oh, the Carrie remake, right? I didn't watch it. Yeah. yeah, that wasn't good. It wasn't good. Oh, and I also watched movie 43, which I don't know. I, I also watched movie 43. <laughs> I, it amuses me that that is a movie. Uh-huh. Oh, right. She was in the American adaptation of uh, Let the Right One In. Uh-huh. Yes, she was. Yeah, that's where we had our Chloe Grace Moretz incident. <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> wow. Incident. Oh well, maybe she'll maybe she'll have a winner coming up. What's she working on? Love is a gun. It doesn't sound like a good. One. <laughs> yeah, it does, does. I don't. I don't think so. Ooh, an alternate take on the story of a bank robbing duo. Uh, what alternative to what? <laughs> it's like how we keep remaking West Side Story, even though. <laughs> Like why? Like what hot take are you going to put on West Side Story? The story Spielberg. literally has to be set in the same place with mm-hmm. the same people for the story to make any goddamn sense. So it's not like you can even reimagine it Romeo plus Juliet style. Right? It's when you're a jet, you're not a jet. Oh, but could you? Could you tell it in uh in like 1980s uh East Berlin West Berlin? Tony. West Side Story. Mm. We got to get across the wall to fulfill Ooh, their love. I don't, you know what? I've never, I've never seen. West I think Side you've Story. described Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Also... That is, that is true. <laughs> Holy shit! I did accidentally back up into that, didn't I? <laughs> I've also never seen West Side Story. Well, uh, the newest iteration, right? Didn't Spielberg? Get involved in that? Is that who did that? Yeah. Uh, I missed this. Apparently, this was a couple minutes ago. Was he high? That was your review about uh, the 8 out of 10. That's it. Yep. Oh, yeah. He might have been. I like the reviews from Armand White because he likes terrible things and hates good stuff. Mm. So, like, one of his, like, top movies all time was, like, Transformers 2. (gasps) Revenge of the Fallen? That's the one. It's an amazing movie. <laughs> the dialogue in that movie is just absolutely bonkers. Hmm. Have you seen it, Mitch? No. Okay, let me give you a few snippets of dialogue. One, <laughs> I I'm know these. directly beneath the enemy scrotum. <laughs> Two, why don't you go try and find a tighter shirt? There isn't a tighter shirt. We looked. <laughs> uh. John Turturro is a comedic genius in that goddamn movie. I do recommend watching that movie. In fact, Sarah told me that uh, Netflix just got it, so you can watch it. I've seen zero of the Transformers movies. You can watch any of them independent of any of the other ones, because none of them make sense. Mm. Uh, I remember watching the first one thinking, oh, this, this should be really cool. Nope. Nope. 
in the third one, Nimoy uh, voices one of the Decepticons, and uh, just as an extra fuck you, drops the uh, needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Just no. like. <laughs> Just a real big fuck you. Wow. <laughs> wow. Remember this incredible scene I was in before? Here's Transformers. <laughs> Enjoy. Nimoy dies. That's what Ooh. killed him. Yeah, see, that was the awesome thing about seeing that movie in the theater, like, when it was out, because, like, there was no internet to spoil things, because you know that would have been, the shit would have been spoiled out of some of that. Mm-hmm. So, Seeing Spock die on screen like that, it was just like, what? What is happening? Well, Tony, some of us couldn't see it because it came out in 1982. Nope. That's still a good goddamn movie. That's still a good goddamn movie. I watch it anytime I find it, it just randomly on. So I looked it up to see what year it came out. Mm-hmm. And it's given me pictures of all the cast. Have you seen a recent picture of Walter Koenig? Mm. Oh, no. He looks like goddamn Saltai. Oh, my God. (laughs) Holy shit. He does. Oh, my God. Like the first picture on Google Images. Speaking of, uh, let's play the, like, weird relationship thought game. Uh, Just talked about Star Trek, which brought me to Nimoy, Mm -hmm. which brought me to Fringe which I'm currently mm. watching. The episode of Fringe I'm currently watching has Jefferson Mays in it, who is the really? narrator of the Expanse audiobooks. Oh, wild. Mm-hmm. I saw Those his name and I saw his name in the credits and I was like, hmm. I've been watching Seinfeld and there are a million people for, who are much more famous after their one week on Seinfeld. Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, Anna Gunn from uh, Breaking Bad, like mm-hmm. Jerry's girlfriend in one episode. I'm like, oh, Organize you, Mike, a young Michael Chiklis with lots of hair. It's just sort of a a, a social that, bore. I wonder if that was pre or post commish. Curious now because he's never had hair. <laughs> I went to my grandpa's funeral and they had a bunch of pictures of him when he was like young and like I'm talking like 1920 and he was already bald. <laughs> Did this guy ever have fucking hair? Oh my god, it was actually pre-commish because Seinfeld was, uh, he did an episode in 91 mm-hmm. and the commish started in 91. So depending on when that episode aired, like if it was, let's see. Yeah, so you can find some the pictures internet, from the, the internet Seinfeld is, movie. yeah. <laughs> no, I see. Uh, actually it was on, it's on IMDb. You can click right into the episode. Yeah, he does. Uh, he has about as much hair there as he did on the commit on the at the beginning of the commission too, which is still not much. <laughs> yeah, I heard that he was in Don't Look Up, but I think I blinked for the moments that he was on screen. Uh, yeah, he was the um, he was the Fox News mm-hmm. yep. talk show guy. He was in quite a bit of it. Oh, really? I felt like I I must have like not paid attention to that. Well, because I felt like oh, I feel like this guy should have been in more. Yeah, he was actually he was actually in a couple of different scenes doing that, but it was always like the talking head kind of thing. Yep. And like I want to say we were watching it, and Julie was like, "I don't know, Michael Chiklis was in this," and I was like, "Yeah, he was that guy." Oh, that was him. Yeah, 
Yeah, Vic Mackey has uh, has really taken to the to the cheeseburgers. Mm-hmm. I like Michael Chiklis. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, I, like you said, the Shield. That was lots of fun. Uh, the Shield. He did that uh, that superhero show. Is it No Ordinary Family? That's the one. Thank you. Don't know why I had that locked and loaded, but wow, yeah, <laughs> I don't either. But well played, man. <laughs> I actually like that show a lot. Yeah, yeah, I did too. It's that scientist chick on there was super hot. When was that show? Oh, that was uh, I want to say 2010. Yep, 2010, Ooh. 2011. Boom! I totally missed it. It was a one season wonder. Mm. Yeah, there's a few of those out there. Yeah. Holy shit, he played John Belushi in Wired? I will take your word for that. No shit. Uh, Wired was a book uh, from Bob Woodward that was about John Belushi after the fact. Kind of how strung out he was most of the time. Aren't we all? Yeah. Well. Hi, Mitch. <laughs> hey, Noah. <laughs> How you doing? It's yeah. And apparently he's been the voice of Zeus and DuckTales for four episodes. Way to go. Uh, God, I didn't watch that new DuckTales thing. Mm-mm. I've missed I think, it. I think they're like three seasons in, too. Yeah, and I think uh, uh, Abed is one of the ducks. Mm-hmm. Danny Pudi? Yeah, that's the guy. You know who else is? John Ralphio. Really? No mm-hmm. wonder Ben Schwartz. That guy's funny. He's also David Sonic Tennant. the Hedgehog. David Tennant, Bobby Moynihan, Beck Bennett. Going all out for DuckTales. Jim Rash. Jim Rash and is in everything. Padgett Brewster, too. Lynn manuel Miranda was in 12 episodes. Also in everything. Yeah. Yeah, he will do just about anything. Mm-hmm. Lynn manuel Miranda won't talk about Bruno. No, Why would no, you? No. Hmm. Noah's doing pretty good. Uh, oh, Beck is good. chiming in on DuckTales. Oh, David Tennant's Scrooge McDuck. Hey, way to go. Oh, all right. Yeah, that makes, that works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And what, Garfunkel of Garfunkel and Oats, isn't it? Kate and Coochie? Ooh. Mm-hmm. Mm. They uh, were supposed to come here and play 10 years ago and then canceled. Rude. Wasn't even and a pandemic. Was, wasn't even a pandemic. I hear Weird Al's going to be here this summer. But Tori Amos won't. She's skipping St. Louis. That that movie about Weird Al, did you fucking see his quote about uh, Daniel Radcliffe playing him? No. His fucking quote was, I'm excited for this picture to be the defining moment in Daniel Radcliffe's <laughs> <laughs> Nice. guy is so fucking funny, man. Mm-hmm. Just like effortlessly funny. I do love Weird Al. Mm-hmm. Same. And UHF, great film. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes, Weird Al is a living legend. One of the first concerts I ever saw. I have never seen him in concert. Yeah, VHS we were like in a, I don't remember where it was. My brother could tell you. But it felt like we were in, like, you know how some bowling alleys have banquet halls? Like, it felt like we were in a situation like that. Like, it felt like it was just a large banquet room that we were in to see him. I don't, I don't, rem- I don't know why, 
Doug could tell us though. Yeah, if it wasn't ten o'clock at night, I would call him because he's a union carpenter, which means he gets up at the crack of oh, it's too fucking early. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was telling me that at the lake, and I was like, oh, Doug, those aren't real times. Yeah, I I've only seen those times at the end of a day. Yeah, that's that's when I end up uh, time traveling to mm-hmm. and end up in a uh, someplace eating, eating eating greasy breakfast food. Like mm, top three like the, worst movies you've seen, like actually bad that I I genuinely didn't like. Because mm. like there's some bad movies that I like watching because they're bad movies. Yeah, I was never into that. Oh, like I like the room for that. I've never seen that. It's real bad. <laughs> I, I feel the same way about wine, just in general. Like this is real bad, but I'm gonna keep drinking it because it's complicated. Uh, Lost in Translation. That's a big one. Ouch. I, I liked yeah. Lost in Translation. That movie was the fucking worst. Oof. I liked it. Um, the Neverending Story 2. Ooh. Mm-hmm. That's a bad movie. It's a bad movie. That's a bad movie. Mm-hmm. Although in Neverending Story 3, I think it's an early role for Jack Black playing a, a childhood bully. Really? Mm-hmm. Who beats up whoever the new Bastion is. In the increasingly misnamed series. Okay, just movies you'd never watch again. Okay, uh, I've got two that locked and loaded. One, the next best thing. Mm. The next best thing. Yep, it was a movie with Madonna. And I want to say Rupert Everett. Am I right with? I don't that? even know who Rupert it Everett is. is. It is. This movie was just terrible. Like just objectively awful. Uh, it came out in 2000. Let me see if I can find a synopsis of it. Two best friends, a heterosexual woman and a gay man, decide to have a child together. Five years later, she falls in love with a heterosexual man and wants to move away with him. And the dude, the uh, the little boy, move away with him and the little boy, and a nasty custody a nasty custody battle ensues. Yeah, it was terrible. It was just absolutely awful. Uh, that one and uh, fuck, what was the name of it? Uh, God damn it! Uh, it's a time travel movie. Ben Kingsley's in it, uh, based on a Ray Bradbury short, "Sound of Thunder." What? I don't know it. Yeah, uh, the Sound of Thunder, I believe, is where the like where the butterfly, like one of the early references to the butterfly effect. Uh, the, the, the gist of it is they travel back in time, like wealthy people travel back in time to do oh, safaris yeah. where they're hunting dinosaurs and they, and the time travel people work it out. So mm. they kill a dinosaur that dies in such a way that they know where the dinosaur drops. So it doesn't actually affect history at all. Like it's, it's a loop sure. in time and they just sure. always go to the exact same spot. Well, somebody wanders off the trail and kills something and then they and they travel back thinking everything's fine. I've never read the short story, but I, I believe that's the gist of it in the movie. Yeah. Bad things happen, but bad things happen in time waves. Mm-hmm. And like <laughs> the waves will flow through time. Sure. And every time the wave passes through you, when you're on the other side of it, time things happen as they do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, except that every time a time wave happened on screen, people were jumping backwards. So like they jump backwards 
as the time wave comes, so they would always be jumping backwards. No lie, they managed to do that in a vehicle. Like a vehicle hit a ramp and spun and f- like went backwards. <laughs> it was so bad. Did it I tell so you? Bad. Did I tell you that Battlefield Earth gave Phil a seizure? Oh no! That's how bad it was. It's wow. Really bad. I mean, the two were really unrelated, but he got he had a seizure the day he saw it. So, you know, I remember. Uh, I remember going science. to see that movie, uh, like the day it opened in the theater, because I was a fan of the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that movie was so horrible. Mm. It was like so bad. Okay, so I, uh, I'm having a real hard time thinking of real bad movies I've seen. So I just looked up like the hundred worst movies mm. from Rotten Tomatoes, and. So on this list is shit like disaster movie and epic oh. movie and uh, like no. I don't think they quite understand Mm-mm. that like those aren't that's not what is happening in those movies. Well, the the problem with Rotten Tomatoes is it's based on critic reviews, and if if a critic rate rates something two out of five, that's rotten. Mm. Like there's no, mm-hmm. it's not like Metacritic, right? I think Metacritic will give you a better like at the top and the bottom ends you're going to get you're going to get a more nuanced scoring from metacritic than you would rotten tomatoes since rotten tomatoes is just binary it's it's good or bad ooh joker that's a terrible ooh. movie and yep. i will never watch it again same <laughs> same yep that can be my number 3 um how about now you see me i like the, that movie the magician heist movie the magician. I like oh, heist movies. Oh. I did like it too. You son oh, of a bitch! No. I'm in. <laughs> right. <laughs> and like normally, the heist movie has this problem of there's just no way any of that could happen, and they just magic that away by saying, "Well, yep. with magic, anything yep. is possible." Fuck it, magic. <laughs> but damn. Yep. Oh. Oh, that's what I liked about it. <laughs> it was fun because it was kind of dumb. It was I so liked dumb. It. I liked yeah. it because of that, though. Like it, it, it seemed to know it was, and just kind of shoved its tongue in its cheek and said, "All right, boys, strap in. This is what we got. Fucking magic heist." <laughs> What's the sequel to that called? Now you see me too. I think oh yeah, so like they missed the obvious. Now you also see me. Right. <laughs> And now you don't would have been fine. This is fine. Whatever. No, it's not mine. Not not in my list of movies. Hmm. What else would I not Holy watch? Holy shit! Again? They're making a now you see me three, oh. <laughs> and I will watch it. Here's a snippet. <sighs> I from, will give from it something. money. <laughs> but the production is going to take longer due to COVID nineteen. <laughs> sure. That's some good trivia. We'd guess that Now You See Me 3 will be released at the end of 2022. This was from an uh, something from November of 2021. Wow. Not, not that long ago. Not that far away. Um, I guess I felt like... Well, I'd watch it again, that was the problem. Right? Like, I did not enjoy the experience of watching the movie Time Cop. But I'll watch that again... I think I've seen Time Cop probably a dozen times. Right? <laughs> and like, it's got some very bad problems, but uh, it's the kind of the kind of bad that I will watch. Uh, according to Wikipedia, on their list of films considered the worst, oh. there is a movie called Sex Lives of the Potato Men. 
I don't see how you could go wrong with that one. I know. I don't see. That sounds like, I know it breaks the rules, but that sounds like T. Hanks giving next year. This year. <laughs> it does sound like, yeah, it's a British movie, mm. but I'm in. You son of a bitch, I'm, I'm in. in. <laughs> <laughs> Highlander 2? Quickening? Because mm-hmm. I really enjoyed Highlander. I was so excited. You this know, is, I really enjoyed point. Highlander, and then I went and rewatched it recently. Oh. Uh, Becca's right. The last Airbender movie. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That, uh, again, High Hope's disappointment. High Hope's disappointment still doesn't beat some of those others. Uh, then again, I have a different take on Avatar The Last Airbender, the live release, because I went and saw it with Holden when it came out. And he was young, and like at the time, he just came out loving it because of the action. Mm. So, like, I had that that experience of it. Like, as a movie itself, as a fan of Avatar, The Last Airbender, mm-hmm. had, that was really hard. But uh, enjoying it through him was a better experience. Uh, Tony. I know what you're talking about, though. So now you have to watch it with him again. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Not the later Batman movies? Well, let's see. 2010. Yeah, he would have been eight years old when that came out. So, well, depending on when it came out. I guess later is not right anymore to say about the Batman movies. I'm at Batman. Like Batman and Batman Returns I enjoyed. And then there were two more movies with different Batsmen. In Batman them. and Robin. And... Uh-huh. Batman Forever. There it is. Yeah. With a weird like Tommy Lee Jones Two-Face. That's in one of those, right? Yep. After they had already established uh, Lando Calrissian as <laughs> as uh, Harvey Dent, mm-hmm. yep, those were pretty bad. I don't think I need to watch them anymore. No, Superman Four: Quest for Peace. No, nope. see, which is is that where they make the other super? Yep. Person? Okay. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. That one's bad. It's mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> a bad movie. <laughs> Ooh, Catwoman. That's oh, a bad that's, movie. Also. That's a really bad movie. Oh gosh, we're you know we're hitting those comic movies, Elektra and and that Daredevil. The the theatrical cut of Daredevil was not a good movie. The director's cut was. Elektra, I don't think I even watched. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Becca hates Cloverfield. I didn't see it. I've missed, and it's like a, it's also a Cloverfield verse, right? We've got, yeah, a handful sort of, of Cloverfields, sort of Electra, Electra, yep, uh-huh. the fucking Wicker Man. Oh man, so I bought I've never that. seen that. <laughs> oh, it's bad. Yes, this is also the kind of bad that I like. <laughs> Wait, the original one with Christopher Lee, or this Nicolas Cage remake recently? The Nicolas Cage one. Yeah. Nicolas Cage, I can watch in a bad film because he is so bizarre. Like, I just want to, like, analyze his behavior. I'm like, why are you a lizard now? Like, what is happening? (laughs) I had a uh, very odd, like, second date with someone that ended with watching the Christopher Lee uh, Wicker Man and me being totally clueless of how dating works back in (laughs) in my youth. Mm -hmm. We'd had a first date that didn't go well. Um, So you really wanted to ramp up? Well... (laughs) You know, I did all the talking. She was quiet and like, mm, it's fine. Uh, but she called and said, or I think this was back in the day of uh, AOL Instant Messenger, and said, what are you doing this weekend? 
And before I could answer, she's like, I've got extra tickets to go see Cosby. Do you want to go? And I'm like, well, I guess I want to see Cosby. This is before I knew anything about him. Um, and so I go and it turns out it wasn't like a date. Um, it was because it was me and her and her parents and her older brother who just got engaged. And she introduced me as her boyfriend. I'm like, right. Well, I mean, I've seen sitcoms. I know how to act. Uh, so <laughs> I just rolled with it. And when I took her home, she's like, do you want to come up? And I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know that that meant something more. And I'm like, oh, you want to watch a movie? And she's like, okay. I'm like, cause I just bought Wicker Man. I'd like to check it out. Oh, oh, oh. This is a tragedy. This is a Greek tragedy. <laughs> so we watch Wicker Man and I don't understand why she's sitting so close to me. I'm like, wow, that, was, that movie was a lot. I'll see you later. <laughs> I just love that she was so upset. Oh no. Uh, my heart hurts know. for young Mitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there's a line in uh, Dead Like Me uh, where she says, uh, death is a lot like um, sex in high school. If you knew how close you came to it every day, you'd just be sick. Okay. Oh. oh, wow. Yep. <laughs> that that, that has a little bit of I... a different take, though, for David, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, going to an all-boys high school. Sure. Oh. <laughs> mm. Well, even still. I mean, probably. Mm. It was probably right there also. It, this was the first time I saw Wicker Man, and it, the only reason I bought it was because in the first Tim Burton Batman movie, there's a bit where uh, the reporter says, look at this guy, must have been king of the Wicker people. Oh. And like that line stuck with me. I'm like, oh, Wicker people, Wicker Man, this might be good. <laughs> oh. It's totally unexpected. This, is, this has been a journey. Yep. It comes all the way back around to Batman movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I got a thing with bees, Mitch. There's a lot of bees in Wicker Man. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of death by bee. Mm-hmm. So, My Girl, Disney. not on your list? Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that was also be... just a dumb movie. <laughs> it was actually a public service announcement, right? About, about the bees. danger of fucking bees, and then uh-huh. no one got that out of the movie. Uh-uh. Oh, I see the comment, never rewatch anything by M. Night Shyamalan. Mm-hmm. I think maybe, I mean, I liked Unbreakable on multiple <laughs> viewings. Uh, I've seen Unbreakable many times. Mm-hmm. I've only seen it once. Uh, I've seen Unbreakable many times. I've seen uh, Sixth Sense quite a few times, mm-hmm. uh, mostly showing it to other people after the fact. But I also liked it after I watched um, like the the there was a on the original DVD version of it that we had. There was like a featurette where they talked about the hints that were in it and and that was a lot of fun like learning those and then going back and rewatching it that was actually very cool because like it especially color was a big thing where the color red was Mm -hmm. uh, death was wherever the color red was or it was either it was there or it was uh the effect of a ghost was from the color red so like i dug that and and going back and watching it for that and, and looking for some of those clues, that's fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of his other work, I think I've only seen like once. His War of the Worlds movie. Um, what was that? The one with... Uh, oh, wait. Do you mean uh, uh, Signs? Signs, yeah, signs. Yeah. yeah. So I thought... I've seen I that a good... couple of times and that's not bad. Good performances. Yeah. Right? 
Like Mel Gibson can that. really like phone it in, but he like acted in that movie. I would not watch that movie again. Abigail Breslin, little, little child actor. And then what was after Science? It was the one where that's like in a, a village. The village, I think. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. Oof. Oh no! Uh, after that was I think Lady in the Water. Oof. <laughs> Is that the one where there's a guy who only works out one arm? Uh huh. Yeah. That part I like. We, we, we call that. We call that the Wentworth arm. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep that around. Yep. The rest of the movie can go. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So anyway, if you're real bored, you can watch Mother Android. Android yeah, Android. well, you know, know what? Android. Here's the thing. If you're real bored, go watch John Carter. <laughs> sure. I fucking love that movie. Mm-hmm. And then and then after you watch it, give us your treatise on how Disney's marketing fucked it Failed up. me personally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had read that book like in high school and then listened to it as an audio book sometime later. It was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I did it. Uh, I was living here when I did it. So sometime in the last four years. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I got nothing else. Yep. Yeah. I only got one other thing to talk about and we can't talk about it yet. All right. It's the book of Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Yeah. can't talk to get on that. Yep. There are things to be said about that. Yep. Mm-hmm. I have so many questions. Yeah, I checked out a show on uh, Disney Plus called Behind the Attraction. They talk about different rides in Disney World. And the third episode is about Star Tours. And they spend a lot of time doing the other like Star Wars rides that they have uh, mm. now. It was really interesting. I didn't realize the ride was as old as it, as it is, starting in like 87. Yeah. I don't think I ever rode it before it was a 3D ride. But, yeah, it was interesting. I've never been to Disney. Wow. I have twice. That was probably... One time too many. Oh, yikes. <laughs> For me. It's not, it's just not my thing. Disney, I'm not, I'm not, um, I, I enjoy Disney movies, but I don't, like, I'm not a huge fan. Like, I have my favorite Disney things. Uh, best character, Ray from The Princess and the Frog. All right. The Firefly. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. He's the hero of the movie. Mm-hmm. Sure is. Makes a grand sacrifice. Gets to go see his his Firefly girlfriend, who is mm-hmm. actually just a star. Like it's it's just it's Chef's kiss. <laughs> love Ray. I absolutely love Ray. I'm I'm not even joking about it. <clears throat> uh, favorite princess, Megara. I don't know from this. Hercules. Hercules. Oh, that was not one of my movies. I like. She has she has one of the best princess songs too. I like Vanellope von Schweet. Me neither. I've never actually seen Hercules. I just know it from. Uh... Hades. Hades is Hades is a lot of fun too in that. Oh no, I just meant the game Hades. <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah, it's on sale right now. Pick it up for PlayStation. Well, you know what? It's a good goddamn game. Alright, I'm gonna give it a shot. I gotta get it done before uh Horizon Forbidden West comes out mm. later this month. Which I'm very excited. I am excited for Dying Light 2. Hmm. Zombies plus parkour. What I enjoyed about the original Dying Light other than the zombies plus parkour is that, so it was like multiplayer co-op. Mm-hmm. So you could zombie plus parkour your way around the city with people. But uh, as you would move about the city, it would stop every once in a while. And then it would be like, stop challenge time. And then like, <laughs> it would be in the area, loot the most value worth of stuff or kill the most zombies or, you know, do some other dumb thing. And it was like, well, this is silly and fun. <laughs> I've never played Dying Light. I enjoyed it. 
I was trying to look it up. I looked up the wrong thing. I'm playing uh, Lego DC Villains. It was the free game on PlayStation Plus. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, like, I haven't played a Lego game in a while. <clears throat> and I, I enjoy them. I enjoy the little puzzles. So, like, fuck it. I'm going to play. <clears throat> I'm enjoying it. I'm about halfway through it. <laughs> yeah, I think the Lego games. Uh, Lego games, the first Lego Star Wars game, uh, mm-hmm. that was one of the few games that in, in modern history, like, cause I've been playing video games for a long time, but it's one of the few video games that I've really worked to 100% to get to the 100%. Like that one, the Arkham games, mm-hmm. I really like the Arkham games. Oh, uh, I like the, the, the new Spider-Man games. Yeah. I 100% of those. Yep. They're not as difficult to 100%. Mm-mm. The Spider-Man was not, not really. And you can 100% them without really 100%ing them. <laughs> like there's a lot of stuff you can just not do and still get the 100%, which mm-hmm. I'm kind of okay with because there's some of those Arkham games that is painful to get the 100% on. Like mm-hmm. all that driving. Oh God, that was so, so just, just a mess. I am presently playing Rogue Tower. A roguelite tower defense game. Mm, how was that? It's good. I like it a lot. It's real smooth and clean. I'm doing uh, Cyberpunk 2077. How is that? How big did you make your dong? All the way. <laughs> now I'm playing the female version of that character. Nice. The voice I mean, that doesn't much mean, better. That doesn't mean you can't have a huge dong. Yeah, I wish it did. Like, what's what I want? Like, I want to put the female voice on my dong having character but it wouldn't mm. let me oh, the voice you choose determines yeah i'm playing a corpo who's fallen from grace it's been fun and i'm i guess i'm playing it like a wizard i got the hacking wizard. skills so you can hack people's cyberware that sounds fun and they like short out it's been fun because if it was skyrim wizard. i'd be a stealth archer and so i feel like stealth hacker is the same general concept yep but it's it's no witcher 3 mm. what is Mm-hmm. I don't know. I played 10 minutes of Witcher 3 and I was like, well, this is an MMO <laughs> without other people. I am out. That's my favorite kind of MMO. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, unless it's people I know personally, I don't like playing games with other people. I don't like playing video games with other people. It's just not for me. But that's what I want, right? Like, I want the Skyrim where... I can have four people who can access this version of Tamriel and we can leave notes and build our own houses. I'm like, that'd be great. That would be cool. The persistent world that we share. It's probably too expensive. Just on a private server. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be cool. How much can it cost to run a private server? Well, and it'd I mean, be an, another way they can sell a Skyrim again. It That's does true. feel like you're just describing Minecraft though. Yeah, but Skyrim. Yeah. Actually, yeah, isn't there a Skyrim? Isn't there a Skyrim MMO now? The oh, Elder Scrolls Online. Elder Scrolls yeah. Online. Yeah, but I don't want all those other people. <laughs> well, maybe you'll get it in the next Elder Scrolls game, which they've started production on. Sure. So what? Have. In like five years? I mean, they're not going to redo the engine. So <laughs> probably not. No. I don't. I feel like. Until there's like a a quantum leap in the the hardware, I don't know that you need to do too much more with the engines. Well, 
I have good news for you, Tony. I don't know if you've played any of the AAA games in the last five years. They're not doing anything to the engines. Yeah, <laughs> the I know. The games haven't changed. Mm. No, they haven't. That's what I'm saying. And but it doesn't feel like there's much of a need to. I mean, you can tighten them up a little bit, but I don't think you need to do completely new engines. Like, mm. I don't see there being, like, an Unreal 7. Oh, eventually there will be. But I mean, there will be just for marketing purposes, but... You know, you asked for it, and you're going to get it. The Quantum Leap reboot on the way from NBC. God damn it. <laughs> as long as it's a new one, because I... I don't want to sequelize that story because we already know how it ends. Mm-hmm. He doesn't make it home. Mm-hmm. Spoilers, Tony. Yeah, all right. I'll if you were, if someone's like launching into Quantum Leap for the first time, they're like, oh. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> no, I'm not. I am not going to take a heat for that one. Yeah. <clears throat> well, they broke their own rules in the show, too, which upset me, right? Yeah. The whole thing was within the spine of his lifetime, but he jumps older than he was. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. None of it made sense. Oh boy. Oh boy. That's the episode of Community I always wanted was one where in some sort of crisis situation, Abed pauses for a moment and just says, oh boy. And then for the rest of the episode, acts as if someone has leapt into him. <laughs> that would be my pitch to Dan Harmon. That made the plot for the Community movie. Do a quantum leap. And a movie. Mm-hmm. That's all we need. Goddamn Donald Glover is funny. Mm-hmm. Everyone on that show was so funny. Jim Rash, Allison Brie. I mean, at, at one point, Chevy Chase was. Yeah. Less yeah. so on that show, but I mean, at one point, he was a lot funnier. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Loved Fletch. <sighs> All right, All right, kids, let's wrap this up. Yep. Yep. All right. So uh, next week, we will discuss Nightmare Alley, <clears throat> currently available on Hulu and HBO Max, from what the internet tells me. Awesome. I see. Yeah, I'm looking right. forward to the next time we're going to watch. Yeah. Catch you later. See you. Bye-bye.